okay, marriage is okay, relationship is okay. We can get in church, we can raise our hands, and we can say God is good. Is that not right? When everything is okay, God is good. But when things begin to crumble, do we still say God is good? Some people begin to say, how can God be good in this? Because he's always good. That's just who he is. He's a good, good father. So it don't matter what you're going through, when you went through it, or how you went through it. God is still good. Because if you go back through your life, the goodness of God is what kept you. His goodness is what brought you here today. It wasn't you. It was him. So we still need to say, God, in spite of my situation. See, this is the thing. You got to know. Not just say. But you got to know that God is good even in the midst of a tragedy. You got to know that God is good even when you feel like you're losing your mind. You can still say. God, you're still good. Even though I don't know which way to turn, God is still, still, still good. You got to know that you know that God is good. And when you know that he's good, you will begin to praise him because you know of his goodness. And guess what? His goodness, his mercy, they follow you. Oh, ain't that good? All the time. Goodness is following you all the time. And we don't even recognize that because we get so caught up in our emotions and how our life is going right now. Y'all, I'm here to tell you, God is still good. Even though it don't look like it. God is still a good, good father. And he knows everything that we need. And it's reminding me in the Bible that when Moses, he come off of that mountaintop with God. And the people were so rebellious. And they lost sight of things because the leader was not there. But I'm here to tell you that if I'm not here, if it's not a leader in the house, the things that you are taught will keep you in his goodness. You don't wait on nobody to be here to keep you. You are kept by him. That's why he said, I'll never, ever, ever leave you, nor shall I forsake you. See, they had faith in that man, Moses, because Moses spoke to God for them. But you don't need nobody to speak on your behalf because Jesus is your intercessor. He's interceding for you. His blood is on the mercy seat. But they began to lose hope. And when Moses come off of that mountain, they were doing things that they should not have been doing. And y'all know what happened. And in 33, Moses was telling God, if you're with us, God, if you're with us, show me your glory. And God told Moses, he said, Moses, I'm going to let all my goodness pass before you. And what God was saying was, my goodness is in my glory. So if you know how good I am, 
and you begin to tell people how good I am, they're going to see my glory. Y'all don't get it, do you? See, y'all waiting for God's glory to fall in a place, but you're carriers of the glory. And when you begin to talk about the goodness of Jesus and all that he done for you, when you begin to boast in the Lord, God's glory begins to be revealed and it passes. And it gives everybody what they need in the place. It's not about you. It's all about him. We got to get over us. We got to get over these grave clothes. These things that we're holding on to, that we're finding comfort in. We got to realize that in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. So, Father God, we thank you on the day. We thank you, God, in this place for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness, because it was your loving kindness that drew us, God. And we just thank you for that, God. We thank you, God, for your goodness, and your goodness leads us to repentance. So we just thank you, and we just praise you on today, God. And, God, I thank you because I know that you're here, that you're here in this place, God. And I thank you that your glory will be released, God, in this place for your people on today. I thank you, God, that they draw nigh to you as you draw nigh unto them today. Thank you that their heart is open. It is receptive to receive this right now rhema word from you on this day, God. And God, I bind every principality. I bind every power of darkness, every power of wickedness in high places. I bind you. I take authority over you right now in the name of Jesus. You foul spirit of witchcraft. I bind you right now in the name of Jesus. Every attack and every assignment the enemy has sent out against us today. I speak that it has been broken in Jesus name. The blood of Jesus is against you. In Jesus' name. And I speak to every mind-boggling spirit in this place that brings discouragement, that brings fear, that brings hindrances. I bind you, every tormenting spirit. Go in the name of Jesus. Leave in Jesus' name. You do not have a right here because we have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Every spirit of discord, go. In the name of Jesus. Every condemning spirit, go. In the name of Jesus. God, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who live in me. So I glorify you and honor you in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We're going to switch up the table a little bit this Sunday because God was showing me something, and at first I didn't understand it. But God began to speak a word into my spirit. So we're going to go back to grave clothes, but I believe this teaching too is going to have you to take off some grave clothes. And I want to tell you how I come about this teaching. And this is why I say we need to stay before the Lord. And we need to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church, not what we want to say, but we want to hear what he has to say unto us because his word is the only word that's going to stand in these evil times. Amen. So go with me to first Timothy, the fourth chapter. 
And I'm going to read verse 1 and verse 2. First Timothy, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 1, ending at verse 2. Now the word of God reads. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. This is what God is saying for the body on today, abandoning the faith, abandoning the faith, abandoning to turn away from, to fall away from, to leave. And this is what God put in my spirit on this week while I was in prayer. He said, we're going to have some to fall away. We're going to have some to turn away. We're going to have some to leave the faith. And before God had given me this, I um, had a dream and in this dream, God was showing me grass, and this grass was very green, but it was tall grass, but it was green. And y'all know when you look at green grass, it means flourishing. But I was cutting the grass, and it got to the point that I couldn't cut the grass anymore because the lawnmower it had shut off. And it was a push lawnmower that I was cutting the grass with, but as I was cutting it and God was showing me where I was going to cut this grass. And I'm telling you all, the grass was green. And I looked and I saw this snake. And this snake was looking the opposite way from me. It was long snake. It was very long and it was gray. And it had the, uh, it was a cobra. And the, I could see the little, the hood of the snake. But it was looking this way, and I was coming this way. The snake was not looking at me at all, but I spotted the snake. So as I was going around the snake, I said, you know what? I can finish cutting down here. It was still green. But then the snake turned and was coming towards me. Long story short, the snake went into the green grass. And I said, Lord, what is this? What, what are you trying to show me? And the Lord was letting me know. He said, we have snakes within the church see what the enemy does he put people within the body of christ to look like they're not and you got to beware of these people and i did not even know the color of a cobra and i was sharing it with apostle because i don't like looking at snakes i really don't like them so i wasn't going to look up color nothing about that and apostle said the snake that you saw was a cobra it is gray and that's the king. So this is what I'm saying to you. We are so busy in the body of Christ, we don't know who's around us. We're so slack when it comes to the things of God. We're accepting anything and everything. And we're saying it's God because we're not in our rightful place in the body of Christ. Because it's too many people trying to do something God ain't told them to do. They're preaching false gospel. They're preaching what they want to preach to gather the people to take them out of a place that they're in getting truth. Y'all better hear this today because the grass was green. And when you go into a church, you think that's your safe place. But if you don't know what the word of God has to say unto you, you will die in that place. And you're thinking that you're living, but actually you're dying. People need to get over them. So when the Lord showed me that, I said, okay, God, so this is what you're telling me. People are abandoning the faith because they are following people they should not be following because these people think they know, but they do not know because they're not lining up with the word of God. 
Anyone that don't line up with the word of God is going to turn you away from truth, people. Anybody can speak a word, but that don't mean it's God speaking. The devil know the word. So if you don't know the word for yourself, you are getting fooled. This is deception in the body of Christ. I don't care how well they come with it. I don't care how many times they wipe the sweat off their head and say that they are preaching and saying that God said and God said I said nothing. That is the work of the flesh. You got to know the flesh from the spirit and some of us don't know the difference because we're after a word instead of the word. We want somebody to prophesy into our lives and tell us what God is saying. When you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to give you what the word says, he testifies to the truth of this word. He's a witness of the truth. Everybody's after something. People want to be exalted. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be attached to. This is one of Satan's tactics. Go back. God even took me back. He said, we're going to go right back to the Garden of Eden. Remember that says, now the spirit speaketh expressly, mean clearly. Mean he's speaking this so clear that you cannot miss it. The the Holy Spirit wants you to know this because I believe some are missing it. Because you think you know that person. You think that person is okay to give you something from the Lord. But there are pretenders out here. There are people who are wearing masks just telling you one thing and living another thing. And if you're not in the spirit on the Lord's day, you will keep following the wrong thing. Quit collecting Facebook friends because they say I'm apostle, I'm a prophet, I'm a teacher, I'm a pastor. Because they have those things don't mean they know him. He said everybody that say Lord, Lord don't know me. Everybody that do a FaceTime or do whatever they want to do on Facebook because it's free don't mean that they know God. Everybody that's standing in a pulpit huffing and a puffing, that don't mean that they know God. That means they want you to think they're where they need to be. And we applaud that mess. But we don't know what's behind that mess. You're just going on words that's coming out somebody's mouth because they say God said. We have copycat preachers. What do I mean copycat? They come and get what you have and they go out and try to mimic it. And don't have not one bit of revelation off of it. And some people say, now that's God. But the spirit is speaking in this house today to let you know there are people out there seduced. And this is the funny part. When you look at the word seduce, you know what it comes to. You think of a a man seducing a woman or a woman seducing a man, right? So when God was giving me that, when he was saying some people are abandoning the faith and I'm saying, God, what are you saying? And then he gave me the word seducing. And in my mind, I'm thinking, now who's seducing who? That's what we wait for because we're thinking nasty. Now, who's in the church seducing who? Now, you know that ain't right. And the Lord had to put me a stop sign there. (laughs) He had to say, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want you to hear what I got to say. Because, see, I could have ran with that and bought you something that God, y'all don't hear me. I'm trying to tell you the truth. 
I could have ran with that and had me a message. We got seducers in the body of Christ. But what he talking about here, seducers are deceivers. They, they come in with deception. Now we know seducers that want a man or a woman. They know how to do that too. They lie to you. Same thing. They seduce you to get in bed with you. Then they get what they want and they move on to somebody else because that didn't taste too good. So they want to go try something else. It's just like getting a high. That wasn't right, so I'm just going to shut that down. Anyway, so God was saying how in the body of Christ, he said, you're going to have people that are within. He's talking about the people that are within. They're false teachers. They're false prophets. They're false preachers. They're in the body of Christ. They're within. So Paul was warning Timothy. He was a pastor and he was telling Timothy these things because he said they're going to come in the church. And I want you to beware of what's going to come in the church. So I'm going to let you know what they're going to come in the church. And they're going to begin to say and they're going to begin to teach. So I'm forewarning you, Timothy, so you will be aware that they're going to come within. Did y'all know that the devil already got the ones without? He's working on the inside out. What did I always tell you, Miracle Temple? If somebody know what's going on on the outside, it's because somebody on the inside done told it. They didn't get it on their own. Somebody inside the church went out there running their mouth, telling some kind of lie, so the outside know what's going on the inside because they got somebody within watching. Look at your neighbor and say, who you got in Miracle Temple? Tell the truth, shame the devil. Thank God for Jesus that he know, he lets you know what's within. People can be pretenders within the church, y'all. So God began to show me, even in the word of God, back in Genesis, we're so familiar with that because we've been there for a while. Y'all see how the enemy used God's creation. Now understand that the enemy have to use God's creation to get into the church. He used saved folks. Y'all didn't know that? The enemy used what God created, which was the serpent. That was part of God's creation. The serpent was good, but he knew who to use in the body of Christ. He's watching. He's going around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. Everybody that you think sit quiet and sit still and don't say too much, but just sitting there and may just talk just a little bit. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. The ones that get in a discussion about the word and they can tell you stuff. And you be, wow, I didn't know you had that in you. Oh, it's in them. And it's getting ready to come out of them. They stinky. They want you to think that they know when they really don't know. So the enemy in that garden what he's after, y'all, pay attention. He comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. What he's after is the word. Because the word is what brings life to you. The word is what quickens you. It was, it, it's what makes you alive. So the enemy was after the word. When God told them not to do a thing, the enemy took the very thing that God told them not to do and he twisted it. He turned it around for his benefit. We got people in the body of Christ taking the word of God and twisting the word, turning around for their benefit, making it look like this is what God's saying because they don't have understanding of it. But the word is so simple that a child could read the word of God. Y'all, King James Bible? 
It's for fifth graders. Go back and um, read history on King James. It's easy for fifth graders to understand, and some of us Christians don't want no King James. We don't want them yees and them thous because we said it's too hard to understand, but elementary students can understand King James. That's just how simple God is. So if you got somebody preaching to you that's giving you all of these hard words and giving you all of this stuff to let you know that they're well-educated, I advise you to leave the room. Because it's just about them. It's not about the word because they don't change the word God to God. They put emphasis on God. You know, God said. And this is what he said. They don't change it to try to make this word. They're trying to make the word of God work. They're trying to put emphasis on the word of God because don't you know the deeper a person talk, it do something to you. Anybody? Come on. Some women are attractive to men with deep voices because it do something to them. Do anybody hear what I'm saying? So the enemy know how to play those cards, y'all. He even know how to look at you and see, remember a cobra, what a cobra does, it charms you. Is that not right? A cobra gets you to focus on him and they spit in your eyes to blind you. So what was God telling me is cobras in the church and they're trying to blind you. They're trying to take the word of God from you. They're trying to make sure you don't understand the word of God so you can be led astray so you can fall away from the faith. They're in the church, y'all. We out here thinking that Oh, it's safe. You better know what church you attend. You better know who you are amongst. We got thieves and robbers in the church. Save folk that know how to take from the church. I was reading an article, y'all. I'm not going to call the man's name, but he be on TBN tearing it up. He have his own um, show. I mean, he be walking the floor and speaking. You would think, okay, this man is on it. But I had a check in my spirit, and I said, uh-uh, something ain't right about this man. So I turned the channel. Don't watch him no more, right? God will let you see something. How long have God been telling y'all, the ones that you think is, ain't? The ones that you think is, ain't, and the ones that ain't is, right? How long have God been telling y'all that you're going to see more evil in 2019 than you ever seen before? God has forewarned you. He's been telling you about things in the church. He's been telling you things that are hidden is going to be revealed. Long story short, God always set up your message. Y'all, I was sitting up there on the internet and it popped up. Preacher got thrown out of the church. He was the founder of the church. He was doing things and they had to take him out of the church. People up there speaking of the things that he was doing and it was underhandedly. But yet he was telling them what not to do and he doing it. Right there in the church. And they thought it was okay. And one woman got up there and repeated what he said not to do. And then she said, and look what happened. This is why. You better know who you up under. 
You better know what they're teaching. Don't just take my word. Go back into the word of God and say, God, you gave that to Apostle Amanda, but God, I need revelation from myself. I'm not saying that she ain't preaching truth because she's speaking from the word of God, but has she shifted that word? Have she changed that word? Has she taken away? Has she added to that word? Show me the word for me so I can search it out. Not that I don't believe her, but I want to search it for myself so we can be on one accord, so we can walk together and agree. Some of us don't agree in the body of Christ because you don't want to agree. Because you still want to do your own thing, so you want to take the messenger that's giving you the truth, and you want to tear them down. Why? Because you want people to depart from the faith the enemy is using you from within. Anytime you get with the person after a message and you begin to put the messenger down because you know they're talking to you about your mess, you're trying to turn them away from the truth. So God began to show me. Y'all know in the Garden of Eden, he took the word of God. He said, have God really said, is that not what was written? Didn't God said, don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from that tree, he said this. You shall surely, that was a promise. And as long as I've been reading the King James, that verse hadn't been taken out. Has it? It's written. It's going to stay there. So the enemy took and twisted it and said, have God really said? You shall not eat from that tree. So he was bringing confusion. He was bringing deception because he wanted to be exalted. He wanted to be above God. He wanted to turn them away from the faith. We got many people that's turning people away from the faith because when you are telling them what God told you, they come in and say, did God really say that? And you begin to turn away from what you believe because you're around a heretic (laughs) that is not believing what the word of God is saying. Y'all, this is real, and God is bringing this in the house because I'm telling you, 2019, you're going to see more false prophets, false teachers popping up within the body of Christ, and you're going to be able to recognize them because you're going to know them by their fruit. God says in the word of God, he said that wolves come in sheep clothing, and they're within the church, y'all. They're wet among you. And I'm not telling you to spout everybody in the church. Because some of you are probably saying, now, she probably already know who she talking to. I'm talking to you. I ain't putting no name behind this message because it started with me first. When God starts with the pastor first, God is letting us know, you better stay on your game. You better not do anything outside of this word. Paul was talking to Timothy. And he was letting Timothy know what could creep in the church. He said, the spirit is speaking clearly to you, distinctly to you, to the church. He said, they're going to come in with seducing spirits, deceiving spirits, doctorings of devils, teachings of devils. What the teachings of devils mean? It means outside of the word of God. It's going to seem like it's the word, but it's not the word. So immediately when Adam and Eve, when they took the bait, Of the enemy, guess what happened? They died spiritually. 
And that's what the enemy want. He want the church to die spiritually. He want to feed you with lies. He want to feed you with deception to turn you away from the truth. He wants you to second guess what the word of God is saying. So he put people in the church to take the very same scripture. We'll go back to Matthew 4. Remember Jesus was led up into the wilderness and he was tempted by the devil. The Holy Spirit led him in the wilderness. He was tempted by the devil. And this is one thing the devil said. If you are the son of God. So he was making him doubt who he was. Don't he do this to us? If you are who you say you are, if you saved, then do this. He said, if you are the son of God, he said, cast yourself down. Then he had a nerve to use the scripture to get Jesus to kill himself. Murder. He used the word of God. He said, cast yourself down. And then he said, let me read it distinctly what he said. Yo, this is why you got to know what the word of God said. God ain't no murderer. Then he told him, he said, cast thyself down for it is written. He told him what was written, y'all. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up. Lest at any time thou shalt. Thou dashed thy foot against the stone. Y'all know that Psalms 91, right? But he twisted it to try to benefit him, to try to get Jesus to murder himself. He said, prove that you're the son of God. Because if you're the son of God, before you die, them angels going to pick you up. They're going to protect you. Come on, how many times had the enemy told us, kill yourself. When you kill yourself, then you're going to know how much people really love you. How you going to know you're dead? Kill yourself. You'll feel better. How are you going to have feelings dead? Kill yourself. You don't have to deal with nobody no more. That's true. Because you dead. So he want people to commit suicide. And he wants you to make you feel it's okay to commit suicide. Because now you get some peace. He's twisting it. Thou shall not kill. Is that not the word? It is written, thou shall not kill even thyself. Killing is killing, whether you do it or somebody else. Come on, somebody. The word is specific. Thou shall not kill. And guess what the devil say? It didn't say yourself. It just said don't kill. That means you don't go kill somebody else. See how he twisted the scripture? Because he's about death. He's about darkness. He's not about light. And the light's supposed to expose the darkness. And the light is the word of God. So you have to take the word for what it is and say, God's word don't change. And ain't no shadow of turning in God. God don't change. He said what he said. He meant what he said. And we're going to do what he said. And outside of what you said, we don't do. Outside of his will, we don't do. So God began to show me, dealing with Satan, how he was tempting Jesus. But how did Jesus overcome him? With the word. So if you don't know the word, you will be overcome by darkness because you got to know the word to overcome darkness with the word of God. Let there be light. Light comes through the word of God. If you're tired of being in darkness, go into the word of God and get you some light from the word of God. So then he showed me in the Bible when we go back to Gehazi. Y'all remember him, right? He was a servant of Elisha. 
And Elijah, um, Naaman got sent to Elijah. I believe it's Second Kings, the fifth chapter. He got sent to Elijah because he wanted to be cured of his leprosy. So Elijah sent a message to Naaman, and Naaman was upset because the man of God would not stand before him. So he's going to put the man of God down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If the pastor can't go to the hospital, if the pastor can't show up when people want them to show up, they begin to put the pastor down to get you to turn away from whoever you following because they feel like you should be doing like everybody else do. Listen, Miracle Temple, I ain't everybody else. Those who are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. You are led by him, not by man. So he was mad at Elisha because he didn't stand in front of him and speak the word. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They don't want you to give them a prayer over the phone. They ain't good enough. The word is the word. I don't care if it's over the phone. I don't care if it's in person. The world, the word will heal you right where you at. It's proven in the word of God with the centurion servant. And my saying pastors and, and, and leaders don't go visit people. No, I'm not. But if the pastor or somebody sends somebody in the place of them, they're still representing that person. So Elijah sent somebody in the place of him. He gave him the word, told him what to do. Y'all know what pride did. I am not washing in that dirty river. Why didn't he tell me to go over here? He was such a big person, and, you know, he was full of himself. Long story short, he did what he had to do. So his flesh came back to normal. He began to offer Elijah, you know, money or whatever you want to call it for what happened. Elijah said, no, I'm not taking that. And the reason why Elijah didn't take it, because he didn't want him to say that, you know, you have to pay to get healed from God. So he didn't take it. But Gehazi, Gehazi saw that Elijah didn't take it. Where am I going? People will try to ride off of you to get what you wouldn't take. I'm going to say it again. People will try to rise off of you to get what you wouldn't take. Because Pastor Amanda wouldn't take it. I'm going to get me some. Now, she should have got some of that. So he went and he told Naaman a lie. And he took what Elijah didn't take. But one thing I like about my God, he will show the person what the person is doing on his behalf. And he ended up with leprosy because he lied. And what am I saying? He turned away. Things will turn you away from what you believe. Money will turn you away from what you believe. The Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil and some err from the faith, meaning turn away from the faith because of money. It's in the same book. See, that's why we got to read the word of God. If money is turning you away from what God tells you not to do, then you are turning away. You are departing from God because the love of money is the root of all evil. It ain't the money. It's just the love of it. Because whatever God tells you to do or what he gives you is what you're supposed to do. But if you're doing something else with what God told you not to do, you're turning away from him to something else. Y'all, we have to be so careful when it comes to the word of God. This is why you got to know what the word of God is saying. So if I'm giving it to you or anybody is giving it to you, you can follow it because you've been in it. And you can say, amen, like apostle. That, that is so. Amen. I agree with that. Your baby's just leaving because you said that's the word now. That's what God says. 
But if you take things out of content and you base your life on being so politically correct, you know how some people do. You know how you can say I'm paraphrasing the scripture. Y'all know what paraphrasing means. You're basically telling them about the scripture, but you ain't actually giving them everything the scripture is saying. That don't mean that you're lying, but you're just wrapping it up in one little bundle. Some people that will come back to you and say, well, that ain't um, what the word of God said. Didn't I say I was paraphrasing that scripture to let you know I'm not giving you word for word. I'm just wrapping it up. Some people say, that ain't acceptable. He said, don't take from it, don't add to it. That's somebody that's full of self. That's full of pride that want to be seen. That wants you to know they know all them ands. They all know. And if you so politically correct, why ain't you put thou in there? Why ain't you put ye in there? Why ain't you do that? You leaving them out. You quoting the word, but you ain't saying ye said, thou said. Come on. Y'all, I come up in here to preach today. Because I know what God is saying. If he says it's within the church, it's within the church. It's right amongst us. So when we go back to what happened, leprosy didn't leave his house. That means it went through his generation because of what he done. See, what God does is he lay down what's written, y'all. It's written. It's not going to change. No, we're not up under the law. Me and Apostle was talking about that. We're not up under the law. We're up under grace. But we don't change what his word says. Because back in the Old Testament, they died if they didn't do exactly what that word said. But because we're in Christ, we're saved because of him. But we don't live any kind of way and omit, thou shall not commit adultery. Thou shall not fornicate. I put the thou in there, y'all. Thou shall not. You shall not. You know, that was that old stuff back there in the King James. That's why they put thou and you. You can put you in there. It's okay to put you, y'all. Look at your neighbor and say, you talking to me? <laughs> so we see in the word of God that when he said don't do it, he mean don't do it. So just because we up under grace, we eliminate what the word says? No. And God told you the consequences of what's going to happen when you do it. So don't go pull the grace card and say, this don't supposed to happen to me because I'm up under grace. If you up under grace, you wouldn't be doing stuff outside of what grace done. Hallelujah. That's how it works. So if you know what the word of God is saying, you're going to stay within the word of God and you're not going to look at God like he, you rejecting him, you honoring him because it is his word. And because you have a relationship with him. Then God began to show me something else in the word of God. How people will turn you away from the word of God. In the Bible, it was 1 Kings 13. We talked about this before. There was a man that God sent to Jeroboam. And he sent this man to Jeroboam with a word from the Lord. Because Jeroboam had turned away from the Lord. I'm going to back up in that chapter dealing with Solomon. Y'all know Solomon was David's son. And God gave Solomon wisdom. And Solomon was so wise that people were coming to him because of his wisdom. Solomon didn't ask for riches, y'all. He just asked to be able to discern good from evil. Solomon got tested in his life. Remember the two women? Both of them had children, babies. And one baby died because a woman rolled over on her child. The, the baby died. Anyway, when the baby died, the other woman was trying to take her baby. 
But this woman was telling Solomon, Solomon said, this is what we're going to do. Cut the baby in half. See, that was the wisdom that was coming from Solomon. And when they said cut the baby in half, the woman spoke up and said, no, let her have the child. Solomon said, that's her baby. Give her the baby. Because the other woman was saying, kill the baby. Neither one of us need the baby. So see how wisdom come in and do what it need to do. So Solomon was very wise. We know the king, the queen of Sheba, she came to see um, Solomon. And Solomon, you know, he was so wise that she was even astounded at his wisdom. She ended up giving Solomon things. She saw how his maid servants and men servants, how his table was set up. Everything was the spirit of excellency. So Solomon had it going on. Solomon was very rich. He was very wise. But then all of a sudden, Solomon began to turn away. I'm going to turn it away. He began to turn away from God. He knew that he should not have followed any other God but God because God told him that. He told him that he had to be faithful to him just like his father was, which was David. And as long as you are faithful unto me, Solomon, God was letting him know there's nothing that he couldn't have as long as he followed his commandments. Solomon ended up falling in love with these women. Solomon had 700 wives and 300, that got to be a miracle in the making, 700 wives, that man had to have the spirit of the Lord in him, 700 wives, three, let me tell you what I'm hearing right now in my spirit, some of you men trying to be like Solomon. You done had 700 wives. If you go start counting down through the years how many women you, you mess with and how many men they mess with, you had them. 700 wives, 300 concubines, and that wasn't enough for that man. So he went out and got women that served other gods, and he had the audacity to build altars when God was tearing down the altars. Have no other God before me. I'm a jealous God. He knew the word of God, but he was a king. So he had people following his mess when God told him not to do it. So guess what? The Bible says that Solomon's heart was turned from the Lord because of the love of women. Let me say this, men. A woman can turn you away from God. Because when you go in heat, (laughs) the only thing to turn it off is the truth. Y'all can laugh all you want to. Ain't nothing but the truth. Do you know why they call men dogs? Because when a dog is in heat, I'm going to use my little poodle, for instance. Boy dog, the dog can be in the house. When a female dog is in heat, he's scratching trying to get out the house, and I don't know who in heat and where they at in heat, but he know. (laughs) And he'll run right where the heat is, where the fire is. Solomon was in heat. He fell so much in love with these women, he turned away from God. Y'all, this is for real, and this is within the church. We praise God. We say we love God. We say that we're saved, but we get in heat, and we go after things that we don't supposed to go after, and we still say, oh, how, how can you raise your hands in the house of God and honor God, and you ain't shut off the heat? I get so tired of people saying, Grace, yes, grace saves you. But why are you abusing grace? Because you in heat. Yes. 
help you out a little bit. See, people say, you don't need to be talking about that in church. That's why people still do what they're doing because people don't want to talk about it in church. People say this is normal. That's who I'm going to marry. So I should test the waters before I marry. <laughs> and guess what happened? You test the water before you marry and then marry it. And then the wife get a bottle of Tylenol every day, every night. The testing is over. She don't want you no more. And you go out because you in heat. <laughs> See how the devil do that thing? Devil gets you off of God, gets you to turn away from God, to get you to do what you want to do. Solomon turned his heart from God, y'all. With these women, he worshiped the other gods. So he turned away from God. And God said this, thank God for Jesus. He said, Solomon, he said, because I was in covenant with your father, David, he said, I'm not going to take what I should take from you because you were in covenant, because of your dad, not because of you. So he took away 10 tribes from Solomon. This is how the kingdoms got divided, y'all. There was Judah and there was Israel. They were divided kingdoms. And the reason why they were divided is because of that king. It's because of what he done. Do y'all see how churches split? We, we have a congregation and all of a sudden you have one side believing this and another side believing this. That's because sometimes the pastor don't want to stand up for what's right. And that side is getting tired of the mess. And they say, we're going out and we're going to establish our own church. That's wrong too. Because they're getting tired of what's going on in the church. Because people don't want their mess exposed. They want to say hallelujah. They want to flip. They want to dance all in church. But leave my mess out of it. What does my mess have to do with me praising God? Because God wants you healed. He wants you delivered. He wants you set free. He wants you totally free. He wants the grave clothes off. So he needs men and women of God to preach truth, not to draw a crowd. My daddy always say this, the word will draw you or it will drive you. And it will do it. As long as I've been teaching truth, people have been going and coming and fluctuating like crazy. But it's okay with me. Because I can't shut down because to keep a, a body in the house. I can't shut down just to keep somebody in the house. Because they're feeling their heat. Got some of y'all not feeling some heat. Ain't dealing with a woman or a man. It's dealing with what you want to do. Because you think it's time for you to do it. So you go out and try to do it on your own, but you need a covering. Because you in heat. So God took the kingdoms from Solomon. He sent a word through a prophet and told Jeroboam, I'm getting to Jeroboam. He told Jeroboam, he said, I'm going to give you the kingdoms that I'm taking. I'm going to give you the tribes that I'm taking from Solomon. So he gave him 10 tribes to be king over. When Solomon heard about this with Jeroboam, he wanted to kill Jeroboam. So Jeroboam had to leave. But then when Solomon died, his son, Rehoboam, don't they name sound so Rehoboam, he became in charge. He became the king. When he became the king, they was, um, he was looking for counsel because the people had burdens on them that they couldn't bear. 
So he went to the old wise um, elders and he was asking counsel from them. Y'all, you, you have to have counsel in the body of Christ. That's why God put people in the body of Christ to counsel you when you need counsel. So he went to the old wise, the old men, and they told him to lift those burdens. He said, if you lift those burdens, then the people will, will stay. So then he went to the young bucks. This is what I call novice in the body of Christ that ain't learned the word of God. See, let me tell y'all something. Young people try to take over stuff and don't know nothing. Don't stay in the word. Just want to be seen, heard, and attached to. Not saying that every young person tried to take over. But it's some that want to take over because they're doing it for their own gain. So when we look at this, when he went to the younger people in the congregation for counsel, they began to tell him to whoop them good. Your daddy whooped them with burdens. You whoop them with a scorpion. I'm paraphrasing it. He did what the younger people said. So they began to leave. Israel left. That's how Jeroboam got Israel. Now I'm getting to Jeroboam. Jeroboam got um, Israel, but Rehoboam wanted to fight against Israel. And God said, no. He said, you, you will not fight against your brethren. But anyway, Jeroboam, what he did immediately when he got that place, let me tell you how jealousy come in. Jeroboam said, you know what? They got to go back that way and they got to worship beside them, meaning that they would be close to Rehoboam. And if they go back that way, they might side with them again and I'm going to lose these tribes. So he said, I'm going to build my altar. He began to build a golden calf for them to go up and worship, one in Dan and one somewhere else. So the people began to serve other gods up under Jeroboam. Now I'm getting to 1 Kings 13. See why you got to go all the way back to come where I am now? So I'm getting to 1 Kings 13. This is when Jeroboam was doing stuff with other gods. Now Jeroboam was the king, but he was no priest. He put himself in position of priest out of order. He's going to put himself in a place God didn't put him. What am I saying? We got people in the body of Christ trying to put themselves in places God didn't put them. You out of order and you're going to lead people astray because they're thinking they can do what you're doing and it's outside of the word of God. So as he was doing that, God sent a prophet to him and the prophet began to speak the word of God and he began to tell him what was going to happen to the altar. It did happen to the altar. Jeroboam began to speak out against the prophet and I believe something happened to his hand. So the prophet had to speak to his hand for his hand to be restored. So Jeroboam said, come home with me. Now you would think that Jeroboam would have changed with all of this happening. He said, come home with me and eat and drink with me. He said, no. He said, because God told me, do not go the same way you came and do not sit and eat and drink with no one. So he left. But guess what? You always have people watching what you do. Y'all, the devil always have somebody to set you up when you're doing what God tell you to do. And guess what they did? Two sons went back told the old prophet, which was their dad, what had happened to the altar. That old prophet came to the prophet and said, an angel come to me. And the angel told me that you can come sit at my table and eat and drink. That prophet, because that was a prophet, took him at his word. Who are you taking at their word after God done told you what he said? See, the devil will send false prophets False teachers amongst you 
to take you out of the will of God. And we fall for it because profit. How many of us fell for it? We got a profit coming to town. Some of you would not come to church on Sunday if they had it on Sundays. Give you another example. We got stuff that people are doing on Sundays that the devil has set up to take people out of the house of God. Y'all didn't know? Any other day they can have what they have, but they choose Sunday. Because he want to turn you away from your faith. He don't want you in the house of God getting true. So this is how they set up. Somebody told me that this is what they do when these things are set up. Say they have church on their own. See what I'm saying? People leading people astray. People coming up with their own thing. So they said, and this girl told me to say her grandmother told her, now you know that is not right. You should be in the house of God on Sunday. She said, no, they set it up where we can have church where we can. Who's leading them? That's what the enemy want, y'all, and we fall prey to it. And that leads us from the faith, and we turn away from God, and we begin to accept anything to be true. And this is what God is saying is happening to the people of God. You accepting anything to be true because you fall and pray for it, but it's out of the will of God. We're supposed to have time that we come together, one with another, and we fellowship. And we, you know, talk about his goodness and we're getting taught. Why? Because this is helping us to recognize false teaching. False prophets that come in sheep clothing and on the inside they're raving wolves. In the book of Matthew, it's talked about how the Pharisees and Sadducees, this is what they would do. Jesus was calling them hypocrites. He was calling them pretenders. Y'all, a hypocrite is a pretender. It's a play actor. They're saying one thing, but they're doing another. This is why Jesus was telling them that he said, honor thy father and thy mother. This is a commandment. We're supposed to honor our parents, our father and our mother. But this is what they were doing. They were saying that instead of helping their father and mother, it was a gift that belonged to God, and they can't help their father and mother. He said, you don't put that in place as a tradition, and that's not what I told you to do. You don't add it to my word, and you're getting out of what you're supposed to do for your parents because you're putting it on me, and you got people following that. People take the word, y'all, and they twist the word. Paul even lined up with dealing with widows, dealing with parents that don't have a husband. When you go to 1 Timothy 5, it's right there in that chapter. He had to clear it up. If you got loose widows out there that's after a man, you don't sow into that because they itching to be married. They itching for a man. But if you have a widow that's over 60 years of age and they're serving the Lord, they're seeking the Lord, the children's supposed to take care of them before the church. See, I'm trying to help you. Some people tell you this is what the church's supposed to do. No, that ain't what the word of God says. If you have children, what I look like telling Miracle Temple to take care of my daddy? What I look like? He's my daddy. I got sisters. I got brothers. I can't just throw him off to the church like he ain't got nobody. Come on, people. But people say that's that's a tradition of men that make the word of God of none effect. Quit throwing people off on the church and getting mad at the pastor because when somebody die and ain't been to the church in 20 years, you expect the church to feed them. I belong to the church. I ain't seen you in a decade. 
when you're keeping up with the church, you're keeping up with the teaching, and you can't be here, that's different. But when something happened, y'all got to understand what I'm saying. People taking the word out of content and then getting mad at people. They've been, they been there since the granddaddy's been there. They named it on the roll. I got news for y'all in this world. Darling, you know this. You got to take them off. Because if you go to a bank and you don't put a family up there, you got to even tell what the family giving to get money from a bank. Ain't that something? You got to put them in some categories. Remember, Missy? Line them up in the category. What is their giving? And that's one time I look at giving. Other times I don't look at what you give because you give from the heart. I ain't got time to be babysitting no ties. Let me see. <laughs> but I do babysit them if you call yourself a leader and you ain't contributing. You can't lead nobody if you ain't doing what the word of God tells you to do. You ain't no good leader. Come on, y'all. We got to know what the word is saying. So people set up their own guidelines outside of the word of God, and they lead people astray. Why do you think we have so many churches against each other? Baptists have their way. Holiness have their way. Presbyterians have their way. All I'm saying. Holiness have their way. Buddha having his way. Muhammad having his way. Everybody is serving somebody that's having their own way. But all of us are supposed to be going according to the word of God. We do not set up guidelines based on how we feel. Well, Miracle Temple, I ain't feeling too nice today. I want you, Sister Nice, to write this down. And this is what we're going to do to make me feel good. Every time I'm feeling down, Sister Nice, and I ain't feeling good, we got to take up a $500 offering so they can help pick me up in here. Now write it down in the bylaws, and this is what we're going to go by. This is what's happening in churches. People going on how they feel, and they're writing it down. They ain't going on how, what the word of God says. They're telling you if you don't wear all white, you ain't holy. I ain't seen that nowhere in the word of God. Because when you get ready to leave here, you're going to be butt naked, butt naked. In that case, if you got to be all in white, look like he'll take you in that white. They setting down who can come into church, who can't come into church. Miracle Temple is learning all of this in church discipline. We're going to go through the whole thing because people are lying to church folks to get church folks to follow them, and they're confusing them. These are false teachers in the body of Christ. We go by what the words say, and we do not go outside the word because the word does not change. So Jesus was calling them Pharisees, hypocrites. You play actors. You pretenders. You're putting heavy burdens on people that you can't even bear yourself. They're telling them to do something outside of the commandment of God. Y'all, we cannot do that. We cannot change the word. We can't add to it. We cannot subtract from it. Then Jesus, when he done a miracle, y'all know five, um, two fish, five loaves of bread, he done the miracle. And then they got ready to go to the other side. And Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He was saying the false teaching. They had no understanding of what Jesus was saying. So they said, oh, we forgot to take bread. Now, this is where I'm going. People depart from the faith because they get misunderstanding of what's being taught. And they take it out of content 
because they don't have revelation behind it. So they talk about the person who's bringing it and saying that's not what the word of God is saying. So Jesus began to break down to them what he was saying. He said, do you not yet understand? Do you not yet perceive? So Jesus was letting them know you don't have no understanding. Then we go to John, the sixth chapter. It talks about when Jesus was saying, you got to eat of my flesh and you got to drink of my blood. He had followers that was following him. Jesus was talking about his death, burial, and resurrection, how you had to come to him. You had to accept him who God was sending. But they didn't take it like that. They was taking it like Jesus was saying, y'all got to eat of me, my body, in the natural. And they knew it was against the um, laws of God. So they said, we ain't going to go outside of that law. This is a hard saying. So they quit following Jesus because they had no understanding of what Jesus said. Miracle Temple, some of y'all, I think... With the help of the Holy Spirit, I break it down as simple as I can. But some people who want people to think that I don't know what I'm teaching, they go back and try to dig and dig and dig and dig and try to add to something that was so simple to turn you away from what I'm teaching, to turn you to them so they can look like some big teacher or preacher in Miracle Temple. It don't work like that. It ain't no competition in the word of God. So they said, this is a hard saying. His disciples would not follow him because they had no understanding. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing in all you're getting. Get understanding. So guess what, y'all? He asked the other ones, are you going to leave me? I like Peter's answer. He said, you have the word of life. He said, where will we go? Because they knew they had the word. You got to know what you have before you just jump up and leave. Some people leave because they want to start their own church. They want people to be up under them and they can't even keep their own house and talking about keeping somebody else. This is why Paul was telling Timothy, this is what you have to do. He was telling him to beware of these things in the house. God is telling you this today to beware of things in the house. And I want to give y'all a nugget. If I was the type of person that wanted you to follow false doctrine from me, I wouldn't be telling you to beware of it. I wouldn't come in here and try to expose myself if I'm trying to gain from what I'm doing. Another thing that people want to do, they want to gain when it comes to the gospel. They want people to pay them for taking out time to preach to them, to give them the word of God. So they're telling you, this is what you got to do for me. You don't have to do anything for them because when God called them to a place, God is going to turn people's hearts towards them for that place. So if you're giving to me or you're giving to anybody else, it's supposed to be from the heart because this is what God told you to do, not what I told you to do. I don't start lines up in here. He go a $100 line. He go a $50 line. He go a $20 line. And now he'll go a line to give what you got. No. God gospel is not for sale. And some of y'all been in those lines. Because you felt so ashamed that you want to step in the line so nobody would know that you didn't give something. Now, all I'm going to give is a dollar. Why are you giving to something that's not in alignment with the word? If you want to be healed tonight, you've been going through Willie with them knees. If you want them knees healed, Willie. God said $50. Willie will run up here. See, they healed. And then, the, then I'll say, see, God done healed him before he gave it. Hallelujah. And did everybody be running with 50? I'll be a rich sister. This is what's happening in the body of Christ. You think you got to pay for your healing. No. 
Healing is free. First of all, salvation is free, and healing is in the midst of salvation. So don't let people fool y'all. Y'all, we have this within the church. We have people looking out for their own pocket. I have heard of pastors take up money, go in the back, put it in their pocket, come back out and say, we ain't got enough. Let's go again. They're doing it for gain. They don't know how to live except from taking from people. See, our job is to teach you in the way of the Lord. And whatever you do with what we give you, that's between you and God. But don't down me when I'm following what God is telling me to do and God is giving unto me. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. Don't think I'm taking nothing from you because I'm doing what God tell me to do. You do what, what God tell you to do with what you got. If I got $5 and God tell me to sow that $5 and I'm obedient to God and then God give me a blessing for sowing what he told me to do, don't you get mad at me because I'm hearing him. It ain't about me, it's about him. Don't look at what I have and you looking at what you have and comparing yourself amongst yourself. The Bible said it ain't wise. You don't know where I've been to get where I am. You don't know the little I had and I've done with what God told me to do. Do with what God tell you to do. And quit putting my name out there. Just because you see me in something new, don't think you paid for it. It could have been in my closet three, four weeks, and I decided to step out. We got some ignorant people in the body of Christ. Now, let me define ignorant. Unlearned. See, somebody took offense. She called me. Was God talking to you? For some reason, we got people thinking. This is how people are leading you astray, false prophets. People thinking that a person that God put over a church that feeds the church well don't get nothing. Supposed to look any kind of way. Don't supposed to have nothing. See, some people got people thinking they don't supposed to have what I got. They ain't working. I don't see them doing nothing. I'm telling y'all about false teachers because they don't want you taking from them to help somebody else. They want to always look good. So what I'm telling you is line up with what the word of God is saying. Don't muzzle the ox that tread the corn. Y'all know what that means? If you got an ox that's treading the corn, why are you going to hold back the ox or hold back from that ox? Feed him because he's treading the corn to help you. You're supposed to show honor to the ones that's feeding you the word of God. But they don't supposed to beat you up and make you give them money. That's outside. If anybody that's preaching the word of God is coming here every Sunday and saying, Angel, you ain't paid your dues last week. You better pay them dues. Lord ain't going to bless you if you don't pay them dues. Who does that? Who would call her out like that and say you ain't paid no dues? Because they lacking something somewhere and they're trying to get it from her house. So watch who you are following. Because we have sneaky people within the body of Christ that's only trying to do it for themselves and not to help others. Y'all, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about him. And sometimes we have to set us aside to help somebody else. 
And I'm telling you, it's a joy in helping somebody else to get to the place where they need to be in the Lord. That's such a joy to see something. We're supposed to rejoice with those that are blessed. We're supposed to rejoice and give God glory because we're saying, God, that's my brother. That's my sister in Christ. Thank you, Lord. God, I see what they've been through. It was a person that was going through for such a long time, y'all. And I told my husband, I said, I don't like seeing that person go through. God, how can I help that person? Because that's not right. They're trying to do what they need to do. And yesterday, the person had called me, y'all. I was right in the middle of my, my word. And I said, you know, I got to sit here and finish hearing what God have to say. And the phone just ringing, ringing, ringing. And they said, could you do me a favor? Could you take me so-and-so place? And I said, you know what? Sure. So I closed my Bible and I told my husband, I said, well, this is what we're going to have to do today. Y'all, we left at 3 o'clock. I didn't get home about 9 o'clock last night. Because I set myself aside and said, Lord, they need help. And this is what we're supposed to do. And y'all, they did get blessed. And I give God glory for that. And it didn't look like things was going to work out for the good. And I looked at them and I said, you know, God works all things together for the good, for those who are called of the Lord. And they kept saying, thank you so much. I said, no problem. It's no problem whatsoever. They say, here, take this gas. I said, no, we don't need that. Let me tell y'all something. If I was a greedy pastor, much counseling as I do, y'all, I'd be sitting pretty. Because much as uh, psychiatrists call, uh, have you sitting on their couch and how much they charge you per hour just to listen to what you got to say and then they give you a prescription. The word of God is free. So what I'm telling you, watch who you're around. Watch who you are taking counsel from. Because everybody that say, Lord, Lord, y'all don't know him. So God is saying it's within the church. The enemy is in the church, y'all. And he's doing damage in the church, and that's what he want to do. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. When the hand is hurting, the rest of the body should be hurting. So we're there for one another. It's not about who's um, apostle, who's pastor, who's teacher, who's this and who's that. Every joint supply and all of us have our place. And we work together to make one body, which is Jesus Christ. Quit looking at this person sung this way or this person danced this way or this person taught this way. I got to do better so people will see me. Then you need to sit down because it ain't about you. It's about him. And then you'll start telling people what What's wrong just to get their eyes off of that person and put their eyes on you? That's rejection. It's time to do what the word of God tell us to do. And as we do that, y'all, we will be able to see. And it won't be the blind lead them blind because both will fall in the ditch. Amen. So don't turn away from the faith. The only way you don't turn away is getting into the word of God. Getting an understanding, getting revelation, know what the word is saying. Some people want to belittle you because they want you to always look up to them. Any pastor who always wants you to gravitate to them is not a good pastor. Sheep got to grow up. Sheep got to come off the milk. Sheep got to be out there so if the pastor can't be there, she can say, Manny, I need for you to take care of this right here for me. I'm unable to make it there because I'm over here. Could you be there for me? So when Manny walk in, if that's a saved person and they see Manny, they don't see me. They shouldn't say, where's Apostle? Because he's representing the body. 
So if he's bringing the word, it don't matter if I'm not there. That's the word and the word don't change. So quit. See, that's traditions of men. They pulling on pastor's coattail. That's why some pastors is dying early because they're running all over the place and trying to do everything. And it still ain't good enough for the people because that's the way the people was raised up. That's not in the word. Why do y'all think Jesus had disciples? He was one man. He even sent them ahead of him because he taught them well. When you are taught well, you don't have to be all over the place. You don't have to get run down. Everybody should know what the word of God is saying, not just me, but you should know for yourself and you should be able to give an answer no matter what situation you're in. Quit looking to man and look to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every deceiving spirit that's within the body of Christ, that's deceiving God's people to turn them away from the faith, to turn them away from what they believe, from what they were taught. Father, we come against it right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I speak right now that many false teachers and false prophets and false preachers will be exposed like never before. One will be popping up after another, Father God. And I thank you, God, that the ones that are standing God, I continually pray for them, God, that they keep standing, God. And when they think they're going to fall, they stand. Doing all, they stand with the whole armor of God on. And God, strengthen them right now. Strengthen that which remains in Jesus' name. Give them the strength. Give them the know-how, God, to do what you have called them to do, God. God, we honor you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Sometimes we think this is not what we need, but how many know God knows what we need? Because when God gives you something, it's always something out there that's trying to creep in. Amen. So be aware of what God is doing. Amen and amen. Do we have any visitors that would like to stand? Amen. Well, this 